0: Hello everyone, welcome to the World's Okayest Mountain Bike Podcast, brought to you by me, Clint Sylvie, Financial Advisor with Reese Financial Group. Hey, mountain biking is not cheap, and if you want to do it with your kids and your grandkids well into the future, you want to make sure that your finances are taken care of, so give me a call, 573-400-2223 or 573-747-4272, or you can email me at moneyconcepts.com. Reese Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. All securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. All right. I think I read that fast enough that y'all couldn't even skip it. But we have a special guest on tonight. Lauren, Raymer or Rammer? Yes. Raymer. Raymer. Okay. Hooked on phonics. Worked for me. Uh <laughs> Well it's one M, right? A A M E R. I should have known it was Raymer. Now we've had Lauren on before, oh gosh, probably two years ago or more.
1: 2020. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Was it 2020? Was it pre COVID?
1: I think no, it was. I think we recorded like in
0: like a January.
1: Mid COVID, I
0: think. Oh, okay. Well, just a reminder, Lauren is a uh as far as we know the first and maybe only woman not the only no no okay were you the first yes okay you were the first the first woman to bike the entire katie trail in a day and then just uh 42 miles yeah 240
2: (laughs)
1: 240
0: miles all right on a gravel bike right all gravel all gravel all the time um but is a pretty well-known around these parts, uh, endurance cross-country racer. Although the reason we have having her on tonight is uh, we're going to talk about injuries and recovery this podcast. Mm. Uh, and you you had a pretty good one.
1: I did. But,
0: but before I get into that, um, there's some things I've, I've got to get off my chest Boy. or we're not going to be able to move forward maybe i can ask lauren um would you be interested here's my offer for the price of a pretty pretty good hardtail mountain bike Uh you could be the proud owner of some flat power meter pedals for the low low price of 1500 bucks you in This something you need hard pass
1: <laughs> Who needs a power don't,
2: meter? Don't, don't, take, don't, don't feed the trolls here either. Clinton's gonna talk for two hours about flat pedals again. Yeah.
1: Power well, means and flat pedals both useless.
0: I thought I had seen it all. That that's usually the rant with flat pedals is at this point, if you you've seen a modern flat pedal, you've seen them all, and I don't understand how they keep making new ones and making money doing it. Blows I'm like how many flat pedals do you need. But then, oh, but then last week on Pink Bike. We have a new flat pedal looks like all the others but it's it's got power meters built in for all those hardcore cyclists that that are highly competitive and would spend $1500 on a power meter in general that are definitely obviously using flat pedals right I mean
2: and and that somehow don't want to buy a power meter crank to run normal yeah. flat pedals on
1: that that's <laughs> can over out there I can't
0: I can't take it I don't understand um <laughs> just
1: drink some beet juice you'll you'll oh my gosh.
0: drink
2: yeah. some beet
0: juice about it drink some beet juice about it uh yeah that's my latest uh I'm sure a few of our listeners have, that also follow me on Facebook and Instagram have seen my saga of the beet juice been there you know, what was
2: that
1: been there, done that.
2: Yeah, you told me to Did get some feel, pills.
1: Yeah, pills.
2: superhuman? Did you feel like a superhuman after drinking bee juice?
1: No. Well, I felt like I wanted to throw up. That's exactly right. I'm like, so I don't know disgusting. if I can go
0: ride 30 minutes after this. I feel like I've got a, a puddle of blood in my stomach.
1: Mm.
2: Dwight, Dwight Schrute would be so disappointed in you two.
1: You know well,
0: what? I'm gonna test this theory probably on Sunday afternoon because I'll get to go ride. I I was just trying it like because you know it's rainy and we haven't been able to ride, but I was like, well, I'm gonna try it just it's to not gonna see do what anything.
1: If you're not riding,
0: I know, but I still wanted to see what it tastes like, right? I wanted to taste of the glory.
1: See what it tastes like. Tastes like dirt it tastes and grossness.
0: Like, it tastes it tastes <laughs> like bloody ocean water. Is what it tastes like. It's like <laughs> salty. It's really cold. Bad. It hits your tongue and it kind of feels warm. It's like <laughs> blood. It's, it's, it's <laughs> bad. But I did mix, I mixed a glass today of half beet juice, half cran grape juice. And while still not tasty and pretty gross, it, it was definitely more tolerable. And I just chugged it. And then I went to the gym and did a very light workout, very light workout today and a very light recovery spin. But you would be proud of me, Lauren. Um,
1: what
0: I? Well, I tracked. What's today? March twenty fourth. So two days. Ago, whenever it started raining, Tuesday was my first rest day in like two weeks straight. So I've been, I've been getting after it, you guys. I mean,
1: yeah. I'm
0: the best March Clinton there's ever been by far. <laughs> but no one will know that because I can't do any of the races until the BME. So, you know. Whatever.
1: Just put in the work and, and it'll show. It'll show when it needs to show.
2: And that's what
0: they say. I hope so.
2: I want to see um, Clint at the podium at the BME. I'm gonna
0: try. Like that's the goal, at least in the expert class, right? I mean, I'll still be 30 seconds of stage off the top 10 in the pro class, but I mean, I I would be lying if I said I've not really trying to win the expert class based on who was there last year and what their times were and kind of what I know some of my better times are on those segments I mean I still might get whooped by the same people you never know on when when it's race day but I really am trying like I don't feel like that's a is that like a arrogant thing to say I don't think so like I'm actually trying like I'm if, if I do well, it's because I really put in the work and I have a huge advantage because I live close and get to ride there more than most people. And I don't know. I feel like I should do do well unless I just who knows, I could crash on the first stage
2: and it's over. What uh? what weekend is that race, Clint?
0: That race will be May 14th and 15th. Oh, and there'll God. actually be a podcast coming out. Monday this coming Monday whatever day that is March 28th um, that I did with Dave Elkin it's already recorded but we're gonna we're gonna wait till Monday to put it out there now I have a little girl that's out of her bed interrupting the podcast and a little boy that's out of his bed not sure what's going on here sorry listeners hang on what 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 kids okay apparently they need to use the potty so, uh, you guys want to carry this podcast for a couple minutes or should we pause it? You guys can carry it. Kyle, you, yeah. you guys, you guys will be fine. You'll be fine.
2: So i got to share a funny story a little bit about the BME that I just realized that is terrible. And it's going to uh, semi-involve Lauren because this is, she's going to think this is hilarious, uh, knowing me. So I, it does not look like I'm going to be able to make the BME this year. And you know why, Lauren? Why? This sucks, and I'm so mad. I don't even know what to do about it at this point, but I just realized this weekend cross paths with my 50-mile gravel ride or 100-mile gravel ride weekend that I had planned. <laughs> Somehow, in my elite decision-making and scheduling, I just realized I scheduled a 100-mile gravel ride instead of attending the largest enduro race ever to come to the state of Missouri, and I feel like the biggest idiot. I've, awesome. already my, I've already got my B&B booked, and I've got four other of my friends that are going on this trip with me now. What am I going to do?
1: Um. Hmm. Break your gravel bike. Oops. Can't go.
2: Oh my gosh. What a, What an idiot. What am I thinking? I didn't even look at it. Why did it have to be the same damn weekend? That's same darn weekend. i have to edit that. Oh,
1: that sucks.
2: It does. So, you know, like, because even as a spectator, I, I love spectating races. Like, Lauren, you know this about me. I'm not a huge racer. I don't no. particularly care that much. I have a lot of fun riding party laps with my buddies. Um, I don't necessarily feel the need to be competitive because I'm just going to be disappointed in how I finish. And I'll, I'm just being honest.
1: That's why we don't but, ride together.
2: Yeah, well, right. Well, not that, and I can't keep up. So, Unless you want to ride at Shepherd or the Bluff View Flow Trail or someplace where there's jumps and drops and lots of technical things where I could be faster than you want.
1: Hard pass.
2: Yeah, Clinton, you missed it. Yeah, my kids gone. about to,
0: my kids are going to get whooped, uh, but <laughs> they're they're going to get away with it a little bit tonight since I've got the recording and the evidence of sound. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't beat your kids when you're being recorded, huh?
0: Yeah, uh, I would say what I missed, but it would be kind of pointless to rehash it. That wouldn't be very fair to our listeners. Um, I'll tell you what. I do have one other piece of news. Yes. Um, And I can't give real details, but uh, all winter long, a new bike park has been being built in secret (laughs) uh, in our region. Uh, I will tell you it's south of St. Louis, um, not as far south as Shepard, and it's a very similar elevation profile to like steelville so you know you're looking at like 120 foot
2: of vert for each run steelville what's that and it's a a bike park in addition to steelville not steelville
0: This, this is in addition to steelville this is in a completely different place from steelville it would probably take you an hour to get from this place to steelville um, had no idea it was being built can't wait to be able to give credit to the guys who are building it because they've done it on volunteer time um I think it's it's private property it's from what i understand it's you're going to have to come in on the honor system sign a waiver put it in a box pay 10 bucks to ride so i'm i mean 10 bucks is pretty cheap.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, if it, the trails are good, I'll pay. I'll, I'll put a twenty in there. I don't even care.
0: So they've got like three flow trails built right now with like lots of rollers, and one of them has some some decent jumps and some things you can double if you are willing to go for it. Um, the other three that are done are like raw technical, uh, have some really steep and kind of tricky turns. So. That's something that's a little different from Steelville. Steelville is definitely more polished, but Steelville was pro- professionally built. But the guys that built this have done a great job. I mean, they just they just got into mountain bike. They're not even like super experienced mountain bikers. Nice. Uh, they just like it. And so I went out there. Uh, they invited a, a guy to test ride and told him he could invite someone. And so we went out last weekend, did some test riding, gave him some suggestions. On some things to adjust. Uh there's gonna be nine downhills, a dedicated climbing trail, and there's like a two and a half mile cross country loop around the perimeter that's already done. I'm just like, what what is happening? (laughs) How how did I not know about this? So it won't be long. i'll we'll be able to announce what's going on there. I but I was stoked that it's something I had zero involvement in, and I mean zero. I I'm actually so happy. Because uh, it's not too far for me. Um,
2: As I say, Clint, it's, it's almost like you're di- it seems like you're you're pseudo disappointed that you didn't have any involvement because it might be close to you. Huh?
0: Well, let's just say this. Good old Potosi. Where things happen, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically, you know, cutting edge. I'm, I'm 35 minutes from Steelville. I'm 30 minutes from Shepard. I'm 20 minutes from Berryman. I'm 25 minutes from St. Joe park. And now I'm 20 minutes from this new place that I can't tell you where it's at yet. And you won't find it on accident. That's for sure. <laughs> You're not going to accidentally come across it. How, you do you
2: have, how do you have better access to better writing than I do living in St. Charles? Like I, I'm, I'm 18 minutes to get to lost Valley for gosh sakes.
0: How many times do I have to tell you to move to the country? I don't, we've yeah. been through this so many times. And speaking of Potosi, where things happen, I met Brandon Semenuk last weekend. And I could have taken lots more time with him because literally nobody else was even looking his direction because Travis Pastrana was on the other side of the street. And so everybody was like, you know, wanting to see Travis. Meanwhile, Brandon Semenuk's just like hanging by his car like you know, a few people involved with the rally we're talking to him, but like literally no fans. And so I'm like, roll up. I'm like, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Clint. Do you travel with a bicycle? We built a downhill park 30 minutes from here. (laughs) (laughs) So next year we need to plan uh, if they have the kind of like they did this year, sort of this pit uh, opening ceremonies thing, we need to get like a huge crew of mountain bikers to all come down and just like be the Seminook fan club at that. Just, I don't know to make him feel good. I almost felt sorry for him. I shouldn't feel sorry for him. Like he has an amazing life, but
2: <laughs> I just say for the first time in his life, he was able to go to a professional event and not get bothered the entire time. Like he yeah, is nobody knew recognizable name in downhill freestyle mountain biking for the past 10 years. And the most dominant, winner in the history of freestyle mountain biking ever since the existence of the sport. So like uh-huh. for him to show up to a professional event where he freaking wins the, the, the whole rally actually, uh, and not get bothered the whole weekend. I bet. He, I bet he loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was great. Everybody was there for, for Pastrana and Ken block, um, and nobody, which to be fair, Ken block should have won that rally. I mean, he had a pretty commanding lead and then smacked a deer with like three miles to go
2: it man i was i'd be so i'd be so bummed but seminic was there stayed consistent and got the win and i was so stoked to see that
0: yeah hey deer deer or hazard um i promise we're going to talk about injuries we've been on here for 20 minutes we haven't even got into the topic of the podcast <laughs> yeah welcome back to our podcast lauren um
1: <laughs> i mean i got a good deer story if you want to hear that too
0: well, I've, in Texas at Camp Eagle the, the, in 2017, that's when I started racing, I'm pretty sure like Rich Drew or someone else, we, we did a stage and we just literally went straight lining down this st- steep Jeep road for like a couple hundred yards. Just like people were going over 40 miles an hour down this thing, cool. just straight line. And I think he hit a deer. He either hit a deer or one jumped out and he had to like lock up both brakes and crash or something i can't remember
1: see i had an oncoming car hit a deer running across the road and then the deer like exploded <laughs> on Ugh. me and i was no guts and stomach bee contents juice. and grossness Tastes like
0: juice. <laughs> Your
1: if it would have gotten on my face i probably would have tossed the lunch monkey but luckily it oh. did not oh. but is. it was still disgusting
0: <laughs> that's terrible Yeah, that's like something out of a movie that you'd be like, that would never happen.
1: It it it, was it it, was I just like pulled him a stop and I'm like, oh, my God, what is all over me?
0: Covered in deer guts. Well,
2: I guess when Uh, you spend when you do 10,000 miles of cycling a year, you're bound to have weird things happen to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. so we're 22 minutes in i guess we'll get into the 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 main topic of tonight is uh getting injured and coming back from it um so we brought lauren on because this winter you had a bit of a uh fight with some ice and you lost as i understand it so take us through what happened to you
1: so went to mattson one morning with some friends and uh Made it through most of the the main trail, made it across all of the the crossings, the creek crossings without slipping. So I mean, I've ridden in the snow before plenty of times and not slipped and fallen. Um, but my friends were super late, so when they broke off to go do the the little out and back loop, I was like, I gotta get to work. So I'm gonna I'm gonna peel off and catch you guys later. Um, and about two minutes later, I'm just riding along and all of a sudden my bike slips out from under me and I know as I'm hitting the ground it's not good. Um, So turns out I fractured both my tibia and fibula, uh, dislocated my foot as well. I sat there on the ice for probably an hour waiting for uh, EMTs and park rangers to find us Um, my friends found me like 15 minutes later so I wasn't alone too long but I mean it was still pretty darn scary Um, so they like had to load me up in like a stretcher basket thing they carried me probably like a quarter mile and then loaded me onto an ATV where I had to sit in the passenger seat holding on to a handle holding on to a coat because I was freezing trying not to let my leg dangle loosely, but also not put too much pressure on it. And we're just barreling through the woods at Matson. Guys got chainsaws, they're cutting down tiny little trees and cutting logs in half. And that was, that was the scariest part, I think. I mean, I think my leg was pretty much numb from sitting on the ice for so long, which again, probably a good thing, but uh, took a while to get to the ambulance. Um, Oh, it's so bad. So I was also wearing my winter cycling boots, luckily, because they come up over my ankles. And the doctor immediately said, you know, if you had not been wearing these, it would have been a major compound fracture. (sighs) And I probably would have had to been airlifted out of the woods. So that's a little terrifying. Ugh.
0: oh what that's making me question what kind of shoes do they make a super high ankle clip clip shoe besides winter ones do they make a summer version I don't,
2: know. Yeah, I don't know about that i know
0: they make like my, dad, my dad has uh he has a fused ankle so we got him some flat pedal shoes that are kind of hard to find they're like 510s but they come up really high but they're not the sam hill ones
2: uh, terex.
0: maybe they have like no they're not the terex ones I don't think they make these anymore since Adidas bought them out. Um, Oh, but that like, oof.
1: Yeah, so now there's a plate on my tibia and six screws in there and then a giant screw in my fibula.
0: Okay, and then the foot dislocation. Well, that was like... Like, okay, uh, let me back up a sec. So when you crashed... Did mm-hmm. it happen so fast that you, like, didn't even come unclipped? You just, like, went with I, the bike?
1: I have no idea. I mean, the bike was apart from me by the time I had landed and was on the ground, but I'm okay. I'm assuming maybe as I hit the ground, it came unclipped. Couldn't tell you.
0: Oh, I mean, I would assume, and I guess that's – I mean, they're supposed to come out because – not to be gruesome, but how would you get unclipped with that kind of injury – you couldn't turn your foot
1: Well, i mean my foot was kind of not
0: facing really the right way to my
1: leg at that point like exactly. if i tried to like lift my leg up the foot would kind of stay on the ground like mm, i'm just i'm not gonna move i'm gonna sit on this ice that's now. what
0: i'm saying is like if it was still somehow clipped to the pedal and dislocated
1: I mean, even in the ambulance,
0: no, like, we're just gonna scary. leave
1: your boot on because we can't splint it any better than the boots got it hold held together. So,
2: oh man, and on top of that too is the fact that I mean, you had dressed for being aerobically active for two hours, yeah. not for sitting waiting for medical personnel to get there. So I mean, like yeah. that's you're not you're not equipped with the kind of clothing that you need to be sitting and waiting for anything. You you must have been freezing.
1: Uh, I mean, I did dress a little warm, thankfully. Um, but I also had one of my, my boyfriend went and got me uh, a blanket out of my car. Thankfully I had that. So, I mean, and as soon as the EMTs got there, they were just throwing their jackets on me cause they felt so bad.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, so wild. That's you got me questioning some of my riding habits where I'm out in the middle of nowhere alone.
1: I mean, often. I'll go to in by myself still, just, no problem. Yeah. So, right, maybe not in the fine. snow. Maybe not in the snow.
0: Um so I and I so I actually got into mountain biking because of an injury. Um, which so I've told this story before, but just the quick version is in 2015. I broke my femur, um, riding in a motocross track, just like a, it was just like a practice day and I wasn't, I was just like cruising around. It was, I had literally gone one lap and hit like a pretty small double and I don't know if they had rebuilt it and I didn't know it and it was soft, but I didn't <laughs> like unexpectedly. That was my game. And Uh, yeah, I, even as I was in the air, knowing I was going to crash, I, I was just thinking like, this sucks, but I wasn't. I've done it before. I wasn't thinking I was going to get hurt, hurt. Um, but after that, shortly after that, we moved to Houston and I was like, well, I'm not taking my dirt bike now. A <laughs> um, couple months later, I I talked my wife into letting me buy a bicycle to to start riding. And as like a, I, my excuse was, well, it'll help make my legs stronger <laughs> again. And that's why we're friends. And that's that's how Kyle and I met through Facebook. I reached out to him because I remember it's like that. I met that guy at Mizzou. He's a bike guy, <laughs> and he helped me pick out my first like legit bike. Oh, that's, that's how we became it friends. Helped. That's right. Bike too. <laughs> yeah, it did, help it did help rehab my leg. Hannah can hear me. She's over on the couch, but <laughs> um, but it's it turned into a Shepherd Mountain Bike Park. I mean, truly like. No yeah. broken femur, probably no Shepherd Mountain. Um anyway though. So on the recovery side, Lauren, um I know you've started riding again. Yeah. How long how long was the gap between when you got hurt and when you could start riding again?
1: So I broke it on January twenty seventh. I had surgery on the 31st. Um, I did not ride at all through February. Um, I was only in a hard cast for 11 days. Um, But then the doctor cleared me on March 4th to ride the trainer, which in my mind means road bike, because I'm more likely to trip over my own two feet than I am to fall off something with two wheels, like, just how I am. So my mom followed me on my first ride back. We went up to like north of, north of O'Fallon and where it's super flat, not a lot of cars. And that's when I did my first ride back. And I've done a few since, but I mean, it really, it doesn't hurt to ride. It hurts to unclip for sure. Um, but it hurts way more to walk and stand than it does to ride a bike
0: got that so yeah mom of the year uh my mom would be trying to get me to quit
1: <laughs> i'm sure she's gonna have a lot of hesitations when i get the mountain bike out the first time
0: yeah probably hey flat pedals maybe i don't see how that wouldn't help though i mean you're gonna you're gonna dab a foot you're either way right um at some point uh so your back spinning on the, the more mellow type stuff. I, and this is where I'm curious because okay. this, this is kind of where maybe somebody who's either hurt now or going to get hurt in the future. Um, and I know we're not doctors and blah, 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 but I mean, I've, I've met a lot of physical therapists. I've listened to lots of trainers and doctors talk about injury stuff. And to be honest, the doctor I had that did my surgery while he was a very good surgeon and my new doctor, after I moved to Texas that was doing all my checkups, you know, and taking care of me afterward said, he's like, this guy really did a good job putting it back together. Wasn't exactly up on the most modern recovery, um, techniques and all that. And I made a lot of mistakes that, that prolonged how long it took me to recover. Um, for example, I didn't know that ibuprofen can – it slow it slows down bone healing if you take a lot of it. Nobody told me that. I didn't learn that until like after the fact, but it took like a year and a half for that bone to completely fill back in. Um, and I also learned – and there was no way for me to know this, but that uh, even if you're not a doctor – you can kind of imagine, you know, you can look at a skeleton and you can look at charts of muscles, even if you're not a doctor, and kind of imagine how they move. And if something's not moving correctly, you can kind of self-diagnose that something's wrong. Like, you might know not know exactly what it is, but when I started physical therapy, there were certain things, the, the way it would hurt and kind of lock up around my knee, I was like something is mechanically not functioning the way it's meant to like, this isn't soreness pain. This isn't weak muscle getting stronger pain. this is like, something's not working right pain. And, and sometimes I could feel, I was like, something's popping over the tips of, of the screws in the bottom of my femur. Ooh. I know I that's what's happening right now. Um, And so I like pestered my doctor into getting me an MRI and sure enough in my knee, like there's just this worthless little piece of tissue called the medial plica that was kind of inflamed and my bone was still only like 75% healed. So if you imagine like a tree trunk, someone like chopping out like a quarter of it, like a, like just like a chunk. It's kind of what my bone looked like so like most of it was there and there's a rod you know it's stable like it's fine but i harassed my doctor so much he's like fine like you want to get your screws out we'll get your screws out like do you want i'll scope your knee while we're in there like two tiny little bitty incisions like one stitch each like can't even tell and sure enough like 30 minute surgery and i remember walking out of the building thinking like oh yeah like this is how my leg is supposed to feel I now mean, sore, but, uh, so kind of the things I learned from my new doctor were like, he's like, I would have had you walking, no crutches, whatever, but a femur is different than an ankle for sure. But what, what are some of the things like, did they give you any advice, like habits, things to avoid things to do, uh, before you could get back on the bike?
1: Um, not, not really a whole lot. Um, I was in the hard cast 11 days. I've been in a boot since then. Um, the boot I only wear when I'm out of the house. When I'm in the house, I walk around just in supportive shoes because it hurts a lot less and I don't want to have a giant boot on my leg as well. Um, but as soon as I got out of the cast, I googled myself just PT rehab for a broken ankle and started doing some uh mobility stuff myself so that when i saw the doctor again before he uh said i was ready for pt and he was like well you you've got a lot of range of motion back already like he was impressed so i mean just non weight bearing stuff was helpful
0: well and i've 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 actually recently the last this is my first week. I'm not going, but the previous four weeks I've been in physical therapy, but for a different thing with my arm. Um, and you know, everything they tell me that it, the way they do it now is like movement is good. Like that the damaged tissue, like you need blood flow, like you need the, your body to bring red blood cells and white blood cells and everything to the damaged area and you also need to like shuttle out the bad and the movement of your muscles in that system it's it's like a pump right yep. like pumping in the good out the bad in the good out the bad um which is why unless i think these days like unless inflammations like really severe where it's so severe you're risking like a rupture or something that they don't do ice for a long time um there is like cryotherapy, but the way they use ice and cold now is different than just like, let's sit this on here for 30 minutes and just to make the swelling go down.
1: With, with my surgery, they had me icing like the back of my leg because I couldn't put ice on my ankle. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had to put ice on like the back of my leg to circulate colder blood into my ankle to help reduce swelling. So they did suggest mm-hmm. a lot of ice for me, at least in my my injury.
0: Yeah, and that's where I wonder did they do that because like that helps with the pain or or did they do that because it actually helps with the healing um I don't I mean, know
1: I wasn't in a lot of pain except for when the nerve block wore off Oof. that was that was brutal
0: it was yeah. a long night <laughs> so were you when when the actual crash happened and stuff were you in a lot of pain like immediately then
1: no not really I think. Shock took over, and then, again, sitting on the ice kind of probably helped. But uh, mm-hmm. as soon as they took the boot off in the ER, and, I mean, they told me as as this was happening, they're like, we, we normally knock people out to push their bones back into place, but we're just going to give you an extra shot of fentanyl and do it now. So, I'm like, oh, cool. Um, So that ri- that really hurt. Why... Why
0: they do that like that?
1: I guess they I, thought I had a pretty high pain tolerance, which I mean, I do, but like I get why they knock people out too.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. What how do you like that, Kyle? Uh I uh, do you. people out, but we're going to pretend like it's the 1800s and just do it. Yeah. Like a stick to bite on. <laughs>
2: No, when, when Lauren did her arm, so Lauren had a compound fracture in her forearm with both of her, both the bones. I walked into the ER after she took an ambulance there, uh, two and a half hours away. But when I walked into the ER, they had her, they had her ratchet strapped to a table and some 270 pound nurse tugging and twisting her arm as hard as possible. Uh, uh-huh. And she was, wide, she was wide awake. And I I lasted less than she did and walked out quickly before they had another patient. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. You girls are. You girls are something else.
0: Wow. I mean, I can understand. Like when I when I did my leg, people say like it must have been shock took over. I felt super calm. It it, it was uncomfortable, but I wouldn't say it was really painful. When I was laying there in the mud, um you know, when they finally, ambulance finally got there and the road was kind of bumpy, like it was like ooh, ah, ooh but it wasn't like. Oh, knock me out. You know, it wasn't anything like that. Things. I had way more pain after surgery dealing with the physical therapists and stuff at the hospital than I did the break. But, um, yeah, I, then they never told me we usually knock people out for this and then did something right. It was just kind of what the bone was just kind of sitting the way it was sitting, um, and it's not like they can set a femur. Um, you know, they did put me in traction and that felt a little better, but it's not like they can set it and it's gonna sit in place. Um, in fact, I know my surgery took like an extra hour and a half because my muscle tension in my quads was so high, like they couldn't keep <laughs> keep it straight to to get the rod <laughs> and get it lined up. But any, yeah, they had to make an extra incision, and I was chiming in. Um, so do you have any, uh, you know, you're spinning, I'm sure that's helping because it's keeping that everything moving. Um, do you have like an estimated time? Like, when do you think you'll get back on the mountain bike?
1: That's. I have n- really no idea. I see the doctor tomorrow, actually, and I'm hoping I'm hoping he's going to tell me that I just don't need the boot anymore because I'm about to throw that thing in the Hamburg quarry because I hate it so much. Um, but I'm hoping maybe by the end of next month. Okay. Basically through this month.
0: All right. So let's, so forget the, the physical like healing part, but do you want, like, are you, do you want to, like, do you have any mental reservations about it?
1: No, I'm dying to get back on a mountain bike.
0: Okay. Um, I know when I came back, I mean, one, it was slow cause that leg felt so weak and that's amplified on a bicycle, but I think it was two, it was almost two years exactly till I was back on a dirt bike when we moved back to Missouri and, uh, for the most part, it's like, it's like, I had never been away from it except for at, at the track at my parents' farm, there's this one jump and it's pretty, pretty big. Kyle's seen it. Um, and I remember I was just like so scared to pull the trigger on it. I mean the, the thing still I've jumped it I don't know how many 100 times but it still scares me and I remember calling Hannah and like Hannah I I need your permission to do this <laughs> like I just <laughs> need you to tell me it's okay and I think I'll do it and I don't know why she said yeah but it was more enthusiastic than that it was like quit being a wimp <laughs> I don't think she really meant it I think she just thought that was the right thing to say say. she thought that's what i wanted her to say it was (laughs) but uh i did it now i don't know it doesn't enter my mind like this injury i I guess i'm still young enough that i don't think about it when i'm when i'm riding it you know even at shepherd and stuff i think it's scary enough just on its own but so you don't think you're gonna have any like uh hang ups
1: I mean I might be a little hesitant when on the first ride just kind of like taking it a little easier on the curves and stuff just cuz it will have been so long since I've been on a mountain bike you know kind of make sure I still know my skills and stuff but I mean I- I've been hit by a car too and I was on the road 3 weeks later from that and I don't know I just I'm I'm meant to be on a bicycle all the time so I
0: just want to ride. Kyle, we haven't heard much from you. Have you like never been hurt?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a lot to be said. No, I, I, uh, I I have actually, I've missed six months of work in the past decade to cycling related injuries. Um, And then I've done, I've missed full track seasons in my senior year as a varsity track athlete uh, due to dumb, uh, that happened to be a cycling related injury back then as well. But yeah. What did you do in track? What did you do? Guess
0: well, you have famously
2: short legs.
0: <laughs> Hannah said po
2: vault. No, was her a, guess. I was a sprinter, so 100 200, uh, four by one relay, four by two relay, sprint medley relay, and then I also did long jump and triple jump. I was moderately competitive at long jump and triple jump as, as, as a varsity track athlete. I was highly competitive in the as the lead off runner for both for all the sprint relays my 100 meter time wasn't excellent it was competitive but my 80 meter time was some of the absolute fastest. And so in a relay, you can short handoff and you can extend people's time. So like in a four by one, you can actually run an 80 and the next guy could run a 120 or a 140, depending on how you, you space your handoff. So like they, so out of the blocks, I was the fastest person in the conference almost, um, out of the blocks. And I, I, my 40 was very, very fast and everybody started catching up with me after the 40. Um, but so I, I did really, I did pretty well at that. And then, um, um, and then I didn't do anything else with it after high school. Cause and you need can't, to
0: send you to the combine cause
2: you've you got a good 40 time. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is they, they made me play football because of my 40 time. Cause I had the fastest 40 time in the school. Um, even compared to the people playing football, the problem was, is that when you put 30 pounds of pads on me and made me catch a football or hit somebody, I was a hundred percent useless. So <laughs> my football career was very short. <laughs> when my football coach who was also my track coach realized that was a complete cream puff and couldn't actually play football. I was just fast. So,
0: <laughs> you know what I imagine? I'm sorry. This is so wrong, <laughs> but because the, the reason I, you know, I know about your short legs. Cause when we talk about like bicycle sizing, right? Oh, like
2: dirt, dirt bikes is the worst, but
1: yes, but I
0: just imagine like a cartoon version of Kyle with like this longer torso. And then like, you know how the cartoon legs, like they it basically turns into wheels going real fast, you know, <laughs> in a single, you know, like porky pig style, the way he runs yeah. little short legs,
2: just. Yeah, that was it, man. Absolutely. And so like, we, obviously in high school, you know, you don't run the 40, like the 40 is not actually a race. It's just like a measure of uh right. measure of speed and agility. So, but like my 40 out of blocks was incredible. Um, I just never, my, I just, I, so there's a term in, athletics called slow twitch muscle and fast twitch muscle and right. it was just pretty much determined that i i have fast twitch muscle and i can my ex the explosiveness of me being able to put speed on is good but I, in any sport i've ever done in my life i could never achieve high levels of endurance i just never could ah. at least not to the point where it was competitive mm. Which is why BMX racing is still fairly entertaining for me because I can I it, it's I can sprint as hard as possible for 45 seconds, but then I need a 15 minute break before I have to do it again.
0: <laughs> but so no, you I, and you and Lauren are like yin
2: and yang, so like, yeah. opposites. Yeah. So, but I, I I've had injuries, so I was working. What was my first one? My first one was a downhill race in Arkansas. I was racing at Lake Leatherwood um, on what eventually became DH2. Um, But shortly after the big drop, there is, it's just a real loose, kind of like rock field. And I, I slid out and took a tree. I, I, I didn't have Strava going because it was 2014 or whatever. But um, I, I think, I imagine I was probably going somewhere in the mid thirties. I and mean, it was, it was, it was about as fast as, as you can move, as I can move on a bike and caught a tree, dislocated my shoulder, tore my lab, labrum off my socket. Um, and that required a three anchor surgery that put me out of work for like three and a half months. And then... Not long after that, two years after that. Or no, two years before that, it would have been um I was working weekend coverage from my job as a service tech and decided to go take my bike to dirt jumps and just wait until I got a service call and broke my wrist to pieces uh, on a set of dirt jumps that I shouldn't have been on while I was working. <laughs> oh
0: gosh. Don't you have more of like a deskish job these
2: days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in I'm in I'm outside. <laughs> good. Stands,
0: Let's get back so. after it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm, in a better position now, but I still can't. I still can't miss work.
0: <laughs> um, Kyle, my longest standing injury that I still that I dealt with for the longest was your fault um,
2: for taking me oh, really? to
0: the mega cavern. Oh. And uh, I was practicing boosting jumps, you know, because Kyle did a double that I didn't do. And I felt really lame. <laughs> And so I went to the other, the oh, so jump set that's more like step up tabletops. And I was like practicing like boosting. Well, I got a little nose high on one and let loop out Larry down the landing and my lower back perfectly cupped the next roller, which was hard as concrete.
1: Mm.
0: And I still feel like I have a weak left lower back. It hasn't really bothered me in a while, but it bothered me for years. You know, that was like 2018 well, oh, I think, man. yeah, January of 2018. Uh, it's, I've really just been like this last winter, like where I haven't noticed it. <laughs> Good. So it's getting stronger. What's that
1: because you're getting, getting
0: stronger. stronger? I guess. I uh, I do think I am getting stronger. I this winter I met I did the most weight squatting that I've done since before I broke my leg. But my problem is I don't know how to eat like an athlete. I know how to eat like an athlete. I just don't do it.
1: <laughs> I really wonder what short- I can net?
0: do. You know where the shortcoming is. No, we we both it. have an affinity for donuts. I know that. eat a
1: lot of pizza. Just I, 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 pizza I eat today. like a girl. Okay.
0: <laughs> I. I... I, I I feel like if the when the weather's good I, I can ride enough to sort of just maintain where I'm at, but it gets bad in the winter. Um so Lauren did are you doing any like formal physical therapy or plans for it or anything?
1: I go twice a week and went this morning about an hour and a half every time.
0: So what so do they tell you? Do like do they give you any advice or
1: I mean they just run me through a bunch of stretches, stretch me out there. Um Give me stuff to do at home. Tell me to mm-hmm. stay it, off the road, but on the trainer. And of course I don't listen to that, but
0: do they, do they do any dry needling?
1: They have not done any dry needling.
0: Okay. So I for our listeners it. out there, if you've got like a muscle area or something, that there's always a knot or like a pain or something that's just never been right. Go get a, go get an order from your doctor for, for eval and treat for PT. And let them dry needle that bad boy because uh-huh. I have had an arm issue since 2014 that over time I think because of what we've what the PTs have kind of figured is because of me compensating by holding my arm in certain ways doing certain like riding or lifts or whatever because of another injury, it was causing new pain in a new place. And they dry needled that spot that's been messed up for like eight years, and it. I'm not gonna. There a lot of people like you don't even feel it. Yeah, you feel it, but it doesn't hurt that bad. It's really not. You know, it I depends think depends
1: on where it's at because my, my brother is a pretty high level runner, and he's gotten it done, and he says it's horrible.
0: Well, I've heard it does hurt. Like if you do it in like the, the muscle around like your shins and stuff. Uh, this oh. is more like my forearm. Like the first time they stuck one all the way through my bicep, like, laterally.
2: Oh.
0: Uh, but my bicep wasn't the issue. Like, my bicep and triceps weren't the problem. Um, but they, they, the next time they hit this spot in my forearm, where it, it's basically climber's elbow. No. Yeah. Golfer's elbow. Golfer's elbow. I don't know. It's ten more ten. of the inside of my inside elbow, lower forearm. I don't know. And... Yeah, it's Man, they stuck that in there and they're like, Ooh, this is really, they, they say squeaky, but they say when the muscle tissue's not like laying the way it's supposed to, it kind of feels like poking through like a sponge
1: mm. and
0: like my whole hand was just like locked up and like, I mean, it, it, it was uncomfortable. I wouldn't say it was like super painful. It was weird, but, uh, they did that a couple times and we, they t- kind of showed me how to, show hannah how to tape it um and i can't i'm so mad at myself for not doing this you know eight years ago because it basically at like this muscle tissue it's like solved it like it's it to me it seems like it's like healed after just like three three trips i could have been healed years ago
2: (laughs) that's awesome though
0: If you've got an issue that's like nagging, especially if it seems muscular or tendons or something, and you just sit there and go, "Oh, nothing you can do about it, just getting old," uh, no, like, I mean, I, I, I had to spend some money to do it, but
2: can I throw? Seems out like worth every penny to me now. Got another suggestion? It's kind of up that same range. That's a little odd. Go for so it. I have had all kinds of weird injuries regarding uh, tendons and tendinitis, plantar fasciitis, tendinitis of the elbow, st- uh, stuff like that. And so I have been through any and every imaginable voodoo medicine that you can think of um, being. And so I did many, many rounds of acupuncture, which did make a little bit of a difference. But the biggest thing that actually fixed me was Graston treatments and Graston that. Have you done any of that I, stuff? Yes, yeah, so
1: I've had a lot of that done.
2: That sucks, but man, it, it works. Like that it's, actually straight like permanently fixed me.
1: When I when I got hit by a car, I had a lot of nerve damage in my arm. And uh they oh, they grasped in the hell out of my shoulder.
2: They work it hard, but it does I and mean like I'm I'm hundred percent. So I mean am hundred percent better now.
0: What is what is that? I don't know what that is.
1: It's like it's a, a butter knife that they just <sighs> rub
0: I've got one!
1: <laughs> they did that yes. to my arm and then they told me to go buy
0: one and i've been doing it to myself and it is a scraper yeah, yeah like basically yeah.
1: they scrape like kind of
2: yeah it's like, a body, it's like a body a body squeegee essentially
1: body
2: squeegee. they used a bunch of different ones with me so they had like four yeah. or five different tools that they would use but they're essentially like squeegeeing muscles and squeegeeing out dead cells out of your in between your muscle fibers
0: So, um, yeah, they uh, the my PT was like, she did it. And when she did it, oh, my gosh, the my brachialis, like above my elbows when she was doing, I was just like, oh, but she told me to buy one. And she's like, okay, go on Amazon and get the one it and I I quote, it looks like one of the little ghosts from Pac-Man. I'm like, okay, I should I should be able to recognize that. Sure enough. (laughs) Yep. Now, listeners can't see it. I'll have to post a picture of this thing on our Facebook page after I post this podcast. But, yeah, I just get a little coconut oil to, you know, slick up the arm. And I mean, it's a lot better than it's, it's better than it's been for the last six months. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I did. I think yeah. I did. Four, I did fourteen treatments of that uh, before my last climb. My big, my last big climbing trip that I did when we went out to do a week at El Dorado Canyon. And, Make it, it sure was, and how they, like, who figured that out? Like,
1: who figured that out?
2: Uh, it's
1: gonna... Probably somebody named Graston.
2: Yeah, I say, like, how, how did anybody figure any of this stuff out?
0: <laughs> a good point. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, I know there's like therapists who like are trained to like massage lymph nodes for people whose systems don't flush them out right. And like, like I said earlier, you know, just the movement, it's almost like your body's kind of like pumping, you know, it needs to move to push blood through and out, you know, I guess it does make sense. Like you said, it's like a body squeegee, Like,
2: yeah, but it you got pushed pretty hard to squeegee those muscles. I could never do it myself. I I could never push hard enough to like the amount of pain that it caused. Like the treatment while you're in the middle of it, I sit there squirming around the whole time.
1: Oh, I've got cold sweat, tears in my eyes before. Oh Oh, my gosh, so bad.
2: But then, when you're done with it, it. (laughs) Speaking of getting
0: new injuries, um, good idea or bad idea? Now, my cardio system should be pretty stinking good at this point, but um, there's a a run for a scholarship fund in honor of a girl that <clears> – <throat> in Farmington, Missouri, she was part of my youth group at the church I'm at. She died in a car crash last year, last summer, and um, there's an event Saturday that I have to be at, and it's like you can either walk like a mile or a mile and a half, or you can do like a three-mile run – Uh, fundraiser she was a runner she loved to run i'm thinking about doing the run do it uh i don't know the last time i ran
1: do it yeah if it's just a 5
2: ka 5k wouldn't be bad you could do that
1: i think
0: i feel like i'm asking for it
1: i mean you're gonna be sore but running like i like to run once or twice a week just to help with my fitness with mountain biking and it makes a huge difference really yeah and mm-hmm. I hate running. I
0: think I think all mountain bikers do pretty much. Just about. There's a handful that are like, oh, I like trail running, but
1: I mean, I used to be a runner, so I know mm-hmm. how bad it is.
0: It's just not it's not the pain, it's the boredom that gets me. You know, after a mile, you know, I feel like I've been out there for an hour and I've only been out there for like eight minutes or something just can't it's like it's kind of like riding the trainer indoors it's just the bore. it's the boredom that kills me with running but anyway I'm afraid you know years ago when I was in arkansas I started training for a half marathon and like the first day of training I did like three miles but it was kind of cold and it was at night and then I had like a foot my foot hurt for like weeks <laughs> I couldn't do anything after that so I'm just a little afraid of that happening
1: your good shoes and
2: yeah, wear some decent shoes. That's the big thing is protect your – and if you're uh, – you'd probably be fine. One one run, you want, you're you not going to get shin splints, but
0: – Oh, yeah. I've got some decent running shoes. Um I will definitely get my shins pumping up 100%, but I think we'll do it anyway. Why not?
2: Man. I was going to do I did, one, so I had, I had planned on I doing did, the like, one – then in in Cottleville by my house for the there's a 5k for St. Paddy's Day they do every year and then they canceled it the last minute so I didn't do it but I was I was committed to doing it until it didn't exist
0: huh. I think I'll do it I think I'll do it and if anybody you know I know most our enduro buddies are the Greensfelder pre ride for the races that day um, but if anybody hears this you know it'll be Friday when I post it uh, you want to come down to Farmington Saturday morning and get in a little run we'd love to
2: have you um goes for a good cause so all right here's here's another question it's it's slightly off topic but in the term of bad decisions uh talk me out of racing motorcycles next weekend
0: (laughs) you 100 should not do that (laughs)
2: i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i'm gonna i'm pretty sure i'm gonna do it
0: (laughs) what is this race where's this at
2: Uh, It's the Bigsby hair scramble. Oh, my gosh,
0: Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) You going to crash. You will crash.
2: Probably. Probably. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's no probably it's going to happen. I did a hair scramble once. I crashed three times in like the first quarter mile. I was I was sending it. And then I crashed three more times after that throughout the remainder of the race um you really want to do what what has brought this on like
1: life crisis
0: i know <laughs> motorcycles seems easier and if you ride slow you'd probably be fine but i, I would probably be it's fine not physically easy like
2: <laughs> no 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 no, no, no. My, my fitness is not ready for it. it it would be it would be a two and a half hour race of standing up and dipping corners and riding through creeks and stuff like that. I mean, it would be a two-and-a-half-hour race. I'm 100 not, not ready fitness-wise for it. But How's your wife feel about this? I'm just curious. Just curious. Percent against it.
1: Well, there, there you go.
2: <laughs> I mean, could you do a little bit
0: of training first? I mean, I've ridden a motorcycle before. Well, I know you've ridden a motorcycle. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> You better pray there's not a jump in the woods somewhere. It's over for you.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win this race, but... it are was... <laughs> definitely not going to win. We know that. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to it trying to win. I'm going to it to try to do a motorcycle race and try to complete a, a, a Missouri hair scramble.
1: But why?
0: I mean, if you can truly just ride well within your well like well below your comfort zone i'm assuming you'd be fine but i don't know man a hair hair scramble this time of year wet roots wet rocks who's gonna who's gonna be your pit crew like you gotta have pit crew
2: i think it's it's gonna be i think it's gonna be me and then uh my my buddies will have a coolers pack full of beer i think is the is the plan
0: (laughs) So uh, as long as someone's there to fill your gas tank when you come by, I guess after two laps or so. I don't think I thought,
2: you got to remember, Clint. My bike's got a my bike's got a four gallon tank on it.
0: Yeah, I know. Two and a half hours is a long time, though. I mean, uh, so most, it's most like, of it. The, it'd
2: most be like time. a it, it'd be three to three to four laps. I don't think I'll need to fill gas in three to four laps. Thirty miles, forty miles.
0: I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I mean, mountain biking through the trees is bad enough. Um, I don't really care for dirt biking through the trees. Uh, Which
2: is so, so. We talk about this all the time. Like my friend Clinton loves riding dirt, bi- ri- loves riding mountain bikes on single track in the woods and loves riding motorcycles. But combining the two of those, you just are not, not about it.
0: Hey, I told weird. you guys, I will more than happy to come in, up and ride someone else's bike. <laughs>
2: Yeah, woods, woods riding his heart.
0: tear stuff up so yeah i'm i'm down to ride in the woods on someone else's bike that's set up for it yeah um but i had the the missouri the current missouri state hair scrambles double a champion rode my dirt bike and called it quote a logging wagon because it was so stiff and like <laughs> which he's becoming a mountain biker quickly now i don't even know he he told me he's He's addicted to the mountain bike stuff, and he doesn't even want to race hair scrambles anymore. Who is this? Zave's Colby Gibson. I've, I, I, He bought a Specialized Status 140, and uh, I took him straight to Shepherd Mountain. Mm-hmm. He had slip-on Vans, don't even have laces, and his motocross helmet and shorts and a T-shirt. And, nice.
2: Uh,
0: I took him out to Shepherd, and he's he's oh he's begging to he get. We've been. Gosh, we've been one or two more times since then. And all he can talk about is when when do we get to go back again? So just building the rider base down here in Potosi one one at a time. You know, just, We're stacking them up down here.
2: Glenn, I'm so mad. I, I don't know how I manage this. Lauren and I talked about this while you were gone. I don't think I can make it to the BME now. I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> His face.
2: I'm I'm speechless. What? I I, I don't. I, I'm not even willing to. You better
0: have a good excuse. Oh, your excuse better be good.
1: It's
2: not. It's embarrassing. I can't make it to the BME, Clint, because I planned a hundred mile gravel ride that weekend, and I already booked the B and B.
1: Lauren.
0: Are you interested in becoming the third full-time member of the World's Okayest Mountain Bike Podcast? Because Ryan and I are gonna need a new a new co-host. My God. Kyle,
2: who who even we, we booked this before the BME date was announced. It's
0: two months away. You can cancel that BMB. They'll they'll be fine. You don't you can cancel this. Wow, it's the BME and I actually get to race it this year.
2: <laughs> I know I got to look at it. So it wasn't just me. So my buddy does this ain't this ride every year with his friend, with his family. And he, him and his, him and his, his brother-in-law and his brother ride from St. Charles out to Herman on the bikes. And then the wives just drive out there and get a BNB and drink all day. And it's so he rides out there and meets him and does dinner. spends the night and then rides back. And so that I, I bought a gravel bike this year exclusively for this ride (laughs) and we and so we already have the yeah I don't
0: you messed up you messed up bad there's no getting around it Kyle
2: I don't even know what to say
0: (laughs) I mean I guess I'm gonna be alright either way but man you 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 dropped the ball hard this is worse. You dropped the ball probably worse than you did when they put you on the football team. I mean
2: <laughs> <laughs> I and, and the thing is too I I had no way to know until this was already booked and set. Like he told me, "Hey Kyle, here's the dates. I booked the B&B and then uh there the, are you know, the the bed and breakfast and then uh yeah, and and then I just now realized when you told me the dates when that was because I because we because we didn't even know when the BME was till what Jan mid January.
0: No, we knew in like
2: November. Did we? Is that when it was announced? I thought it was January when when the 2022 no, no, no.
0: registration no. opened in January. We had the dates like October, November of last year.
2: Oof. Yeah, I don't have any. Anna, kit. what
0: do you think of this? She's trying to be nice. She's just, she's just not, she's just
2: saying, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what to do. I, I'm going to have uh, to call them and at least say,
0: Hey, any, uh, would you guys be interested in doing this another weekend? <laughs> and he
1: just says, yeah, it
0: like Hannah says you're a yes man, which we love you for it. It's like he, someone says, Hey, you want to do X? And if you can't immediately think of a reason not to,
2: yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no totally like I said, we love you for that, that if have you, if you have a good time playing for me and you want me to join you in this good time i'm gonna come like 100 percent. like that's how i live and because there's so much stuff out there and so yeah if you want me to spend time with you and do something fun i'm in let's do it <laughs> and if that means i have to buy a gravel bike i'll buy a gravel bike let's party but we're gonna i mean i can't miss the whole bme because the bme is saturday and sunday right Yes. I, I might have to change my trip and then not do the overnight and just come back Saturday and then come out and then be able to make it to Potosi for Sunday. Like I mean, I, like, I'm trying to think of another way to do this, but I think that's the only way or maybe do the overnight and then just head straight down to Potosi in the morning. And have my I mean, wife.
0: You know around. how great it's going to be Sunday afternoon The last stage is mineshaft. The the last two jumps are open but not timed, so the pros can just, like, have a good old time. You know, like, everybody's going to be hanging out. You know, all the pros, specialized guys, yeti guys coming through, hanging out, watching everybody come through. Okay. Whew, okay. You're going to be sad to miss that. <laughs>
2: what What is the timeline on Sunday? I am I, I can't miss the BME. I probably won't be able to see the send off. I'm definitely will be able to make the send off Saturday. I'm committed to making it Sunday. What time does racing start Sunday?
0: I'm not sure. I don't know. The, I don't know the schedule. I would guess we'll probably roll out at like nine o'clock, like the first wave, maybe eight or nine. Um, You know, from for each wave, it's going to, you can basically plan on a an hour, a stage, like a lap. There'll be four stages. So people, the non-e-bikers will start finishing up probably around 11.30 or noon, depending on when they start. Probably, and then the, the pros usually go, they always will go last. So I'd say the pros will still be riding, have a stage or two to go at 11 or noon. I'd say they'll start coming into mine shaft and finishing up around two or three. I, I really don't know for sure.
2: Okay. So let's see. So Herman, Missouri to Ironton is two hours. <laughs>
0: it's not a straight way to get there is the problem. It goes, no, it goes not, all crookedy the whole way down.
2: Nine. There's not a single actual highway on there. All right, we don't we don't need to bother our listeners with my 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 poor planning. Uh, so we probably should back. Yes,
0: we do. They need to know. They They need need to know. know.
2: My God. I bet Lauren's
0: even gonna come down and watch at some point if she can walk. (laughs) You gotta come watch some of it, Lauren. I know Enduro's not your thing. What's that?
1: If I'm free, I might.
0: Okay. What is the premier? cross-country racing series in the united states what's like the top like this is where the best riders in the country are going to be racing cross-country or endurance or something like that indian camp creek challenge
1: duh duh (laughs) (laughs) no Epic. come on
0: (laughs) whatever it is i mean this is the equivalent like i would totally be at if there was a cross country race like that in St. Louis, I would be there, even if I was just watching. You gotta come down and see at least one day.
1: I mean, if Kyle comes, then
2: I might come. I'm gonna find a way. I have to. Like, I like I. I'm hoping to get to ride there once or twice, probably before the before the race, just to come down and ride with Clint. Um, but so I'm gonna have to like it. it really is. It's cool, I, like, Lauren. I don't know what what is the highest level professional mountain bike race you've ever been to. The
1: BT Epic.
2: Okay, so like like <laughs> I haven't imagine,
1: been mountain biking
2: that long. <laughs> so I know, but like, so imagine like the BT Epic though, but like. Emily batty is there with the track track factory team or Canyon factory trailer, like, I mean, it's, it's full blown real deal. Like uh, elite of elite world-class pros and their entire race teams and their rigs and their mechanics and the service tech. I mean, it's, it's a sight to be seen. It's, it's quite the event and it's going to well, be better it's, than it's
0: It's definitely going to be bigger and better, um, sneak peek of the pod. I'll be dropping Monday, but apparently like the vendor area, downtown and stuff and and all the the sponsors coming and all that apparently is going to be like three times as big as last year. So, yeah, it's going to be a party. We're going to have a DJ on top of the mountain, as long as it's not raining, on Saturday from noon to two, just during the race. Just pumping up the jams. Just pumping up the jams on top of the mountain. (laughs) It's going to be so awesome, and you're going to miss it. Kyle, it's a party. Mr. Social Butterfly. This is your dream come true, is to be up there. You can be up there. You can get a shuttle ride to the top and hang out with the best mountain bikers in the country while they're stuck in line, captive audience for the next stage, and just chat them up. (laughs) This is your chance, and you're not even going to get to do it.
2: No, I will. I'll be there Sunday. I don't know how I'm gonna make it happen. I, I gotta talk to Lauren about my plan tonight. My my wife Lauren tonight. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. I'll be there Sunday.
0: I'm just titling this podcast. Kyle messed up. <laughs> Listen to the end to find out how. <laughs> you done it messed up, A.A. Ron? <laughs> you done messed up. All right, it's late, you guys. I gotta go to bed. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's past my bedtime. Yeah. I wish. Wish we could record earlier, but I guess we're adults and whatnot, so... I don't know. Uh, Lauren, you have anything you want to add, or... You good?
1: You done messed up, Kyle.
2: Lauren, how, how many... How badly are you going to beat Clint in the BT Epic this year?
1: Gosh. I'm going to murder him, probably.
2: What do you think? Are, are you... What is your goal time? What is, we're we're going to listen to this again, so what is your goal time for BT Epic 2022?
1: 530.
2: Do you think you're sub six?
1: If I don't get hurt
0: and I keep up the effort and I actually start eating right, I really think I could do sub six. And I didn't even do. I don't buy a short travel bike by then. I've got one lined up to rent. Okay, (laughs) so I'm not doing it on an enduro bike and now that I've figured out that my feet need to be wider, I shouldn't have stabbing awful knee pain for 30 of the 52 miles like I did last year. And Ryan, So uh Ryan thinks he's I'm sub- definitely gonna do it. some longer rides beforehand to make sure that uh <laughs> I don't have like those kind of issues. And in fact, I think I'm gonna do I've got a buddy, uh one of my best friends, who's the best man at my wedding. He lives in Chicago right now. But I think he's probably gonna come down and do the three-legged dog race with me because he's a runner. Um, and it's where you have a mountain biker and a runner on a th- team, and I think we would do the long one, which means on the mountain bike it's somewhere around 30 miles, although I think about half of that's gravel. So that's not that bad. Like I could do that today, you know, especially if half of it's gravel. Um so I think I'm going to do that. That's in August. I might do the OT 50. Uh, you know, pretty much after the St. gnarles Enduro, Clint's going into long distance mode. That's wild. Can you believe it? It's so crazy. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I mean, it changed my life. After I did that and finished it, even though I was really slow. Honest, I, I this is the truth. It was... I probably a good hour of that time was truly because of the knee pain, not because of like muscle fatigue. Like I didn't actually feel that bad even at the end, as far as like power output, but I literally couldn't stand up like going down the Hills. I I could not stand up. I was just like put the drop the seat down and just like bouncing down the trails because my right leg would just collapse when I try to stand up. Um, so that was really bad, but I think I have that issue solved now. So I think I've got a six hour time in me. I'm okay. gonna you know what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm gonna do. Because I plan to do this to Ryan Brown if he races, so I might make him do it. I'm gonna find Lauren at the start. Wait, but Lauren, do you go which wave do you go with?
1: I go with you, the first one. Ah oh, crap.
0: Okay, maybe not. <laughs> My plan it was I want to start right behind Lauren and just dog her as long as I can. Just
1: <laughs> you won't catch me. <laughs> Not unless if I
0: can. Hey, if I have you within sight, because the first four miles is gravel. If I can just keep up with you, and and when we hit about that four mile mark and it goes down and then drops into the wood, I will sprint like it's a BMX race to get in front of you before we head down that hill. Now, you're going to catch me on the next climb, but I'm going to be holding you up. So unless you've got good passing skills, you are stuck. There ain't nothing you can do about it. I'll have a train. push you out of the way. I will have a train of people cussing me.
2: Oh, man. What did Ryan I say? I the
0: third wave last year, and the first descent, like you, you get off the gravel and it's like a downhill. There were people. There were 30 people. Walking their bikes down a a hill that you could ride on a twenty inch BMX bike if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, it gets backed and up. I was just
0: like, what is happening? Roadies like
1: one person gets one I- off and then everybody does.
0: Yeah. I know cross country and distance, it's all one in the climbs, but a race that long with that many downhills. There's a lot of time to be made up, uh, not, not like sprinting the downhills, but just like comfortably coasting. (laughs) But I, I was passing people going down, you know, 5% grade Hills with like a root ball. That's a foot tall that they're like getting off and, and like walking their bike over. Yeah. Just that's, I'm not going with the third wave this year. Uh, I'm at least going with the second wave. But I might go with the first wave. Just I know you can't because you have to be signed up for a pro class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my plan is to get – I'm going to find Ryan. I'm going to line up right by him, and I'm just going to draft him for the first four miles. I'm just staying. I'm just going to get right on his rear wheel. I'm just going to stay there. And no matter what he does, even if I know I'm going to blow up, if he starts sprinting, I'm sprinting. I'm just going with him until I can't go no more. <laughs> Oh no. Oh boy. I hope he doesn't listen to this because I'm gonna like block
2: pass him into the first woods. <laughs> what did Ryan say he's gonna do? Ryan said he's gonna be sub five this year, didn't he? He said five thirty. I thought he said five thirty. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe you're right. Yeah, you're right.
0: What was our bet? I don't know if was our bet just if I beat him straight up, he's gonna pay my entry fee back. Correct. Like, no matter what happens, like even if he like his bike breaks in half or something,
2: I think as long as you both start at the starting line, if you beat him. Yeah, I don't think that I think the bets off if one of you can't race, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, But like if if, if you're both if you both start at the same start line, I I believe the bet was whoever finishes first pays the other person's entry fee.
0: No, 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 no. If he beats me, I don't have to do nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: Time. I oh. We have it on record. There's no, I have no penalty for losing. <laughs> he oh. was just throwing it out there like, That's a hey, bold Ryan's th- too nice. A That's problem. his problem, you know?
2: That's a bold trash he, talk.
0: I think he was trying to do it to encourage me, to be honest with you. But he thinks it's trash talk. But when Ryan trash talks, he does it in such a tone that it doesn't feel mean so i don't know
2: <laughs> oh I've, I've felt ryan be mean before i get trash talk it, riding dirt bikes with those guys all the time
0: oh i bet it just felt like to me it was sort of this tone of like you know what clint like i'm so proud of you for for trying and and going out there and doing it that if you beat me i'll pay your now he probably yeah. doesn't think i have a yeah, snowball stance you know where to beat him but
2: i remember that's how that's how i felt when, when he said it too i think you're right
0: Well, anyway, it did change. I mean, it changed my perspective on. Riding because I used to think one lap at Berryman was like, I remember I raced the Battle of Berryman one year and I was I got finished. I'm like, I will never ride this whole loop again, ever. (laughs) I'm never, ever going to ride this far ever again. The BT Epic is literally twice as far. And now I'm like if I had time, I'd do a whole loop today. Like I can do it. Like I know I can do it. I if I just decide to do it, I'll make it around there. You know, it might take me three hours, but I'll do
1: it. I mean, I'll make a
2: I, I want to come, come down and do a full loop with you. Let me know when let me know when you're done. If you're gonna do a two lap day, I'll come and catch you on your second lap.
0: <laughs> I will not be doing any two lap days. I'm not Brad Wadlow. Who... Okay.
2: I, I I do. I wanna come down and do a lap though, because I did I don't know, I, I I, Cause I like 10 to 12 miles in bad. What's the, what's a loop out there? Is it 28, 26, 26. I mean, like it would have to be a day for me, but like, I would like to come out and do a, full. Yeah, if, we like do, a full if we
0: planned it to be like a five hour day, you'd be fine.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, you'd
0: it, be fine. Do that. You'd make it you, as long as you don't get cramps. <laughs> uh,
1: whenever I live, you want,
0: Kyle, I live 20 minutes from there. I have
2: decent flexibility. You just, you tell me, like, well, you tell me. The weather gets good, I'll burn a weekday in a heartbeat. Weekends I can't do because I, I, I don't have free weekends ever in my life. But I, I'll burn a weekday literally any week you want.
0: You tell. Like I said, you tell me. <laughs>
2: you let's tell watch, me. Let's, let's let's watch the weather. I'm 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 down to do that sometime in the next month though.
0: Well, the great thing about Berryman is you can pretty much ride it. Although I will say, I rode it last weekend and. There were There's always mud puddles, mud holes here and there, but the actual trail itself, it's like gravelly, but it it had like standing water all over the place. Like you're just riding through. And I was I was on the the east side where you're not in the creek bottoms. This this was like halfway up a hill. All of a sudden, you're just like riding through a stream of water on the trail, which I've never seen before.
1: I've seen that before Uh,
0: there. Yeah, I'm sure you have many more laps out there than I do. (laughs)
2: yeah so that's a beautiful thing about riding the way that i ride is that you don't have to force yourself to ride on days where the weather is bad i want to go out and enjoy myself so i'll come out and enjoy 70 and sunny nobody
0: knows that section well i brad wadlow does because he when he feels bad he just goes and does a double for the heck of it uh i was gonna say though nobody knows that section between floyd tower road and, and the campground better than me but I guess that's probably not true. No, I know it best because when I ride, I ride it twice every time because I I go one way and I turn around and come back the other way. So <laughs> I know every turn, every, every route, <laughs> like. Yeah, anyway, you just tell me, Kyle, and maybe when Lauren gets back on a mountain bike and does a double.
2: We'll catch her on the she, second lap.
0: She can catch. We can catch her at the very end of her second lap. <laughs> yeah. Deal. Assuming we take the road and ride real easy, so that when she shows up, we're really fresh.
2: Yeah, no deal. You hear that, Lauren? We want to catch you on your your second or third lap of your of a double or a triple.
1: Yeah, I'm not. It true. won't matter. Right, man. Yeah, I'll do a That'll, double.
0: Yeah, at least the BT Epic, you get quite a few miles of like gravel road, and you know, you make a lot of lot of time there. Okay, guys, it's, this is a long podcast. We need to go. Um, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for coming on, Lauren. Appreciate it.
1: Me Later. See you.